Welcome to the Color of Influence podcast, where you will hear stories from amazing people of color from around the world, from social media, and right here in our communities. Their stories will inspire you, encourage you, and motivate you. I am your host, Aisha Morgan, and let's meet today's guest. On episode 10 of Conversations with the Black Girl Blogger, I sat down with Tabitha to discuss being a single mother to a child on the autism spectrum. During her episode, we talked about how a book called It's All About the Re helped her reclaim herself. And today, we are blessed to have the author of that book on the podcast. She is not only a author, she's also a certified doula and a certified wound practitioner. So without further ado, let's meet the Newark, New Jersey native, Dira Cox. All right, everybody. So we are here with a very special guest today. Um, If you remember from the episode that I did with Tabitha about her son, on the autism spectrum, she talked about a workbook that she had called All About the Re. And a few of you asked me about this book, um, and I sent you to the writer's Instagram page. Um, I linked the page also on her episode notes from Tabitha's episode. And right now, we have the author of the book All About the Re, Dear Cox. I'm going to let her introduce herself, and then we're going to get right into our discussion. So, peace, everyone. My name is Deara. I am, um, as everyone knows, I'm an author, but I'm also a, not to list titles, because that really doesn't mean much in my world, right? So, I'm a certified doula as well, also a certified healer, certified um, womb care practitioner, Everyone's like, what, what's a womb care practitioner? I'm certified to do yoni steaming. Everyone knows okay. what yoni steaming is. Yeah. So I am a single mother of my only child. She'll be 20. Born and raised in North New Jersey. Very proud. So lots of different things that you have your hands in. Um, I would like to touch upon some of those things. So out of the things you listed, what did you start doing first? Once I became certified as a doula, I realized that I had been doing the doula work for for many years. Okay. Um, But once I went into what they considered the classroom setting and um, became certified, I realized that I was doing that the longest. Okay. Um, So being a doula, a birth worker... You can attach the word doula to many different things. Um, Actually, I have uh, my book editor. Her name is the spiritual doula. So doula just means assisting in the birth of. Mm, You can assist in the birth of another human, an idea, uh, anything at that point. Right. So I'm just a full spectrum doula. I'm certified in prenatal birthing and postpartum. Okay. The only thing that I don't do is death. I don't do death doula. So when Got people it. terminate or miscarry, mm-hmm. they birth stillborn babies, I don't do that part. Got um, so it. I've been doing doula work for a very, very, very long time, um, speaking life 
that's what I'll say about birth work. I've been speaking life to people for a very long time. So doula is probably the longest that I've been doing in my life. The shortest would be the author. No, because okay. I'm I'm new in yoni steaming. So that's the shortest. And then next would be the author. Because I didn't even know that I was an author. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of being an author, how did the concept for All About the Re come about? <sighs> Such an interesting story. So um, if you've ever purchased my book or read my book and you read the preface of the book, mm-hmm. it'll, it'll mention in there how it came about. And for all of those that didn't purchase the book, I'm going to just briefly tell you. I was in a marriage to my first husband maybe seven years. And things just became loveless and lifeless. Mm. And I was heavily in the church at the time. And I was complaining a lot about this marriage and this man and all the things that were not going right any further. Mm-hmm. And they just kept saying, you know, the typical Christian thing, pray on it, you know, yep. I don't know, yeah. tithe on, I don't know. Fast and sacrifice and pray. Yeah. And I kept saying, I have done everything that you told me to do. Mm-hmm. I have tithed, I have prayed, I have sacrificed, I've been obedient, I've fasted, I'm celibate, I'm not having sex with him or anybody. Like I've done everything and it's not working. Yeah. And they were like, well, you have to figure it out because no one wants to do that again. Mm. And I was like, no, no one wants to do what again? They were like, remarry. No one wants to do that. So you have to figure it out. And because of that, I stayed for as long as I stayed. Yeah. Year, I mean, years, years. So once I realized that I don't, this is just not for me, it's not going to work any longer. Mm-hmm. And I began to do the work on letting go and healing myself and doing all of those things. And I was like, sometimes you need to do over. Yeah. Like I, I need to do it again. Yeah. Whatever the again is, whatever the do over is, whatever it is you feel like you need to do again, sometimes is needed. And in mine, the catalyst was to remarry. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's where the it's all about the re the re is the do over. So you can attach re to any action word. Right. Remarry, refocus, reaffirm, rethink, rebuild, restore. Sometimes you need to do those things. And I'm saying sometimes very loosely, because in a lot of my seminars where I speak to women or my mentees, it's it's what's needed, not yeah. sometimes, all the time. Mm-hmm. I, we realize as women that we need to do it again, but we've been told that we shouldn't. Yeah. We've been told that we can't. And I'm not, you know, up here promoting any form of women liberation, even though, you know, I believe in it. I'm just saying as women, especially as women of color, Mm -hmm. we are told that you have to get it right the first time. 
Yeah. You have to, like, you don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. There, there is no do-overs for you because the world is unfair for black women. Yeah. And when I read that, um, in the preface of your book, it just ooh, rang true to my life as well. Um, you know, I got married and very quickly realized it was not <laughs> the right decision. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I kind of was forced to make the decision to get divorced just because it was wearing on my own mental health. Um, and I was just like, yeah, that that is it. And you you stay because of other people, not even because of the person you're married to, but because of everybody else. Because the other person, well, in my case, had already checked out. Yeah. Had already checked out mentally, physically, emotionally, everything. Mm-hmm. Had already checked out. And I'm sitting here praying and fasting. Like, they told me I got to wait. They told me it's going to yeah. come back. They told me it's. And I'm like, well, who, who the hell is they? Because they, <laughs> yeah. they get to go home and lay with their husband and lay with they, you know, whatever. Yeah. Whether, it, whether we know it's working for them or not. But outside looking in perception wise you fine mm-hmm. but you're telling me to wait yeah. wait for what what i realized also is this is not practice yeah this, this is the real thing yeah what, so what am i waiting for exactly and i'm, I'm and not- you know it's sad because i had this conversation with a friend of mine um kind of similar to what you said, like we weren't given that, um, you know, afforded that start over type of thing. And divorce was for white people and, (laughs) you know, black people don't get divorced Mm -mm. and they just live in, yeah, you church, you, you pray. And if you got to sleep in two separate rooms, you sleep in two separate rooms, but you're not getting a divorce. Mm -mm. And, it's a shame that, you know, that's kind of how we all grew up. Like we know our aunt and uncle hate each other, (laughs) (laughs) but they're still together and they're not going to get a divorce. They're going to be together and just not like each other. And uncle girlfriend live down the street. (laughs) (laughs) When you see them at the mall, you don't even say anything. Don't even don't say nothing. You just keep going. Yeah. Don't say a word. And it's sad. It's really sad that they felt they didn't have options. Now, the irony is I, my family dynamic is different, right? So my family dynamic is I come from very strong, independent women. And mm-hmm. they were like, we out. Yeah. <laughs> like That's but, my mom's side. They don't play like, Everybody, we're not doing this. We out. <laughs> However, because I was in the church, right? The church was saying no. Yeah, because you're not supposed to. Meanwhile, my family was like, "What the hell is taking you so long?" Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, "No," because God said, and they was like, "God didn't say be miserable," and it's right. like not what He said. He did not yeah. say that. So exactly. who are you listening to? So I was, I, I stayed because I was very young when I got married, but I stayed because I wanted to prove to them 
you know, like I, I got it. It's I know yeah. y'all said I shouldn't have gotten should not have gotten married, but I'm I'm good. He he gonna come back and we're gonna be fine. I'm you know, I was I was torturing myself. Yeah, he had already moved on, had a girlfriend, everything. Now I was waiting, literally, mentally and physically waiting. And I was like, I, I need to be able to do this again, but this time um I get to decide. That's the liberating part. Yeah. I get to decide who, what, when, where, why, and how. It's all on me. Yeah. I don't use anyone else's ideologies, theories, beliefs, nothing. I don't have relationship goals. You know how we look at this. I don't have any of that. Because what works for you is definitely not going to work for me. And what's working for me. It's not going to work for you. I don't take relationship advice. You know, I don't do any of those things any longer because that's what held me captive for so yeah. long. And it's, you know, I haven't gone through the workbook. Um, I'm not ready because I read the first activity and I was like, okay, I just need to get my mind right. I need oh, some no. time, not in a bad way. I need like my time. Like I have a almost two year old who gives me no peace. So (laughs) that's your heart. Look, yeah. So I have to like get in my own space, and um, then you know I can I can dive into it because okay. Um, I went through like some of the things, and I'm like, this is good. Like, oh, you did, yeah. Good. I talk to my, you know, I I go to therapy. Excellent. told my therapist about it she's like oh you have to give me the name of it I was like yeah I sure will excellent yeah so um, yeah I tell people all the time I am the catalyst for therapy this book is going to go because I don't go I don't have you go deep because I'm not a therapist yeah the questions that's the thought provoking questions that it's going to ask you is going to bring up some stuff. Mm-hmm. You're going to definitely want to go deep and process that with a licensed therapist. Yeah. So Cause I've read like some of the questions to her and she, the first thing she said is, how do you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm not ready to answer it, but this is good. Right. She's like, no, it's good. He's like, we can kind of go through it. Um, but Yeah. Yes, oh. I have a couple social worker friends that were saying to me as well in their practice, like, dear, I'm going to use your book as some exercises for my clients because it's great. It's for all ages, mm-hmm. all, you know, I used to say it was for women and I had to, I was checked by a couple fellas and they was like, <laughs> I put your book and it helped me. And I was like, oh, I, I'm so now I say it's universal. I don't just yeah. say it's for women. So it's helped some fellas that I know as well. Um, and I just think it's uh, it's what I needed mm-hmm. for myself. So I felt as if it was my gift to the world for them to actually, because healing, I was just having a conversation with my daughter. Healing is heavy. Yeah. It's it's heavy. And in actuality, most people don't want to do it Mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't do it at all oh yeah I know (laughs) and you know and I say that because um 
I mean, I'm sure people are tired of me telling them to go to therapy because um, I tell my coworkers, like my one coworker was talking to me about her husband. I was like, you need to go to therapy because that's not normal. Like <laughs> you need to sit down and talk to somebody about why you accept that. Um, but I say it to everybody because I think that people, especially black people, have this like negative connotation now, like. Therapy is the thing. It's all, you know, mental health is like such a big thing for younger age groups. Right. Only. Right. Because I talk to people who are older than me and I'm like, therapy does not mean there's something wrong with you right now. Yes, it do. But you don't want to go because you don't want to know what will happen to you back then. And that's why you act the way you act right now. Right. And I'm not going to like my aunt. Yeah. So, no. I'm not and going. they don't want to go. And mm-hmm. I mean, I say it all the time. You need to go because there are things that you do right now that are the direct result of things that happened to you in your past. And it's just because you do them, it doesn't mean that it's okay. And grandma said that is, girl, don't listen to her. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. You are grandma right. Said- don't listen to her. And I tell him, I'm like, look, in the age of COVID, you can uh, tell a doc or whatever you want to call your therapy. You don't even have to go in because I do mine on my lunch break in my car. I know that's right. I yeah. know that's right. But I, I'm, I'm appreciative for what COVID did in the sense of it forced people to sit and be with themselves. Yeah. They couldn't run from them. They were stuck not only with them, their husband and their children, but themselves. Yeah. So every single night when the kids went to sleep and you was grabbing a glass of wine, you started to play some things in your mind and it forced it. And I hope from that there's a huge emergence of, you know, therapy sessions and um, private practices come into play because like you said, just because you go to therapy doesn't mean something's wrong. I know when I went to therapy, it just made me realize and understand and accept yeah. why I did what I did or why mm-hmm. I do what I do. Yeah. And then knowing myself, I I can understand and process better when people say to me, you know, ask me a question or I now look through everything with a trauma lens. Yeah. Literally. So I understand and I'm like, that's just a trauma response. Like they don't really mean that. They're yeah. just responding based off of their trauma. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it allows me to overstand a lot of people. A lot of times may not deserve it, but that's just what I am. Yeah. So. Now, are you like a life coach or do you do any of that? Cause I know you have like the why not, um, I don't, is it like a seminar? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't, That's <laughs> I, all right. I don't want to mi- misspeak um, <laughs> because I looked at a couple of different things that were on your page. So um, I don't want to like, say it wrong. I'm not, I can't even lie to you. It's a lot, right? <laughs> my, my daughter, who I call my in-house PR, she goes, is your, fa- is your Instagram a business page? Because it seems aesthetically that you're promoting everything. <laughs> and I'll be like, child, for somebody that don't get paid, she got a lot of advice, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, well, right now, I am not a social media person, right? I yeah. just put 
share what I'm promoting and I, you know, letting the people know that's what I do. Yeah. So as I, as my business grows, then we'll be aesthetically pleasing to the eye. But right now I just need to promote <laughs> what I'm doing. So yeah. Why not events is the name of my business. Okay. Got it. A lot of different things under why not. Got right? it. Okay. <laughs> I, I know it's a lot. So why not events? And the reason why people are like, so what do you do? Are you a party planner? Like what, what's the events part? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, why not events initially started out. I was an event planner. I was. Oh, okay. I did. I did everything you could name. I did mm-hmm. um, birthday parties, weddings, book releases, casting. I did everything. I planned it all. You wanted it done. I, I could do it. I'm just, I'm really good at detail and time management and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I started out as an event planner. Okay. However, what I learned from planning the events was in conversation with speaking with a lot of women that a lot of us were broken and we didn't realize just how broken we were. Yeah. So that's where the women empowerment part came from. Why not? Okay. So it just works because I can plan my own women empowerment events. Yeah. Cause I'm an event planner. So that's where, uh, the women empowerment piece and the seminars and the reclaim you and Mm -hmm. all of that stuff came from. So reclaim you is the actual overall umbrella of the women empowerment, because I believe it's, you have to reclaim and you as an acronym for your own universe. Got it. So that's where everything else come from. Then you have now the book under why not events. And that's where you get the re lady and it's all about the re Mm -hmm. and all of those things. So it's like, why not events? And then there's two things under why not events. Got it. Okay. It's so like, I'm now, your events, um, where exactly like, do you contact, do you do, oh, I'm like fumbling my words. Do you, are you contacted by conferences, women's groups? Do you reach out to people? How exactly do your events work? So I do my own events right okay. now. I plan and they were in person until Mm -hmm. COVID. Now they're virtual um, planning to go back in person because I'm very much a private in-person person. person, Yeah, I love to get with my, with my women at my events and we can get on the floor and we can cry and we can take our shoot. Like that's me. Right. Um, So I, I do my own events. Like I built my own audience literally from one following at a time, because okay. like I said, I started out from doing events and then the people that I did the events for, they just followed over into the women empowerment part. Okay. And once that took off, then it was word of mouth. Got it. Okay. But I am open for seminars, conferences, Anything that you need me to come speak at, I do speaking engagements, panel discussions. I've done it all, but I've done a lot locally here in my own city. But I'm looking to travel and get my name out there. A lot of people say in my events that I'm more of a motivational speaker. Yeah. So I can do a motivational speak if you need me to. (laughs) Um, But I don't consider myself a motivational speaker um, because I'm a very definition literal type person. When I speak, I'm very conscious of the words, right? Mm-hmm. 
So motivation is very, it's a huge responsibility. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. It takes a lot to motivate someone. But so you I don't, don't think it's the same for empowering though? So I like to say I am an empowerment coach. Got it. Right? Okay. When you think of coach, coach yeah. does what? Coach gives you the instructions mm-hmm. and the informations and the direction. And it is now up to you to take that information and do with it as you may. You're either going to fumble with the ball or you're going to make a touchdown. There but I promote self-accountability. So it's going to, I'm going to always bring it back to you. So I say coach. I don't say leader. I don't say any of those other words. Yeah. Because I'm a, I'm a coach. Which makes sense. Definitely so I'm a woman does. empowerment coach. I make my own child. I don't know if that's out there, but I made it. <laughs> <laughs> Sound good? They like a woman empowerment coach. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it makes sense though, because when you hear the word coach, that so, that is what you feel like you're being guided and right. You know, like a yes. life coach, just they're not telling you what to do. They're just guiding you along your journey. So that's it. It makes sense. I'm going to hold your hand and we're going to walk together, but I'm not going to go in front of you and I'm not going to run a play for you. I'm going to give you the tools that you need for your toolbox. I'm going to give you resources and I'm going to give you all the support, whatever that support looks like. I'm going to give it to you. I like to say also that I do transformative thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, I like to switch the perspective of the person. So I do a lot of self-focus. So you come in and, you know, you're in a session with me and we're having a conversation and you're telling me what's wrong. And I go, okay, so tell me about your part. And no one wants to talk about them. Yeah. No one wants to talk about what they did wrong or what they feel as though they did wrong or in your speak or your your, um, conversation with me, whatever word you use, I get you to change your words. If you notice, I also say healing through words, words have power. Mm-hmm. So I get you to switch your words around a lot. I don't do a lot of negative talk. So I, I listen to what people say yeah. all the time, whatever words that they choose, whether it's consciously or subconsciously. And I'm like, mm. so yeah. I do, I do, I'm multifaceted in this thing. I do basically what, whatever it is you need me to do in the moment. That's what yeah. I'm going to do. So when you do. have... When you have your events, um, how does that work? Because you are like a very personal person. So if you have a group of women mm-hmm. who are there, like how how does the your events work? So I'll speak um, the my previous event that I just did. I got hired my first corporate speaking. Right, they hired okay. me for LabCorp. I was very excited. Congratulations! Thank you so much. So I went to speak um, at LabCorp. And the regional manager hired me to speak to all the managers she had under her. Mm -hmm. It was about 15 women. Okay. And um, I, I, so when I do small and intimate like that, I'm very focused on a specific topic. If you were to hire me and speak for a panel discussion, I can be very general. Right. And I can speak to the masses of 150 people. Got it. Okay. So it all depends on what you're hiring me to do. She was very um, specific. Like, I only want you to speak to my managers. I don't want you to speak to all the employees that's under me because she believed that they needed some motivating Mm -hmm. and they needed to learn real work-life balance. 
she didn't want them to. So I came in and I spoke to them about what that looked like. And I said, you know, work is great, but if you bring it home into work, then there's no balance. Now, how did she hear about you? Was it, she have your book? Did she kind of just find Really? See? I know, right? Instagram Instagram is the way to go these days. It really is. Yeah. What they say, what they say, free marketing or something like that. Instagram. And I don't do like, um, what do they call it? Paid, paid promoting or paid promo. Um, I'm a very, very, very patient person. Mm -hmm. And I just believe in everything in divine timing. Yes. So my time is going to come like, you know, all it takes is one person and I'll, I'll do it, but I'm, I am exactly where I'm supposed to be at this time. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, talk to me a little bit about the promotion that you have right now with the, um, cause I did get my screensaver. Did you? You sure did. did. I emailed it. <laughs> yes. You did the wallpaper. Did you put mm-hmm. it on your phone? Yes, I do have it. Actually, I have it on my laptop. Um, really? Mm-hmm. But I can't show you because I'm on my laptop. So. <laughs> <laughs> but um, talk to me a little bit about that and then about the contest that you have going on. Okay. So quickly, though, do you love it? That was the one you- I do. I do. You really do? Yes, I do. That's good to hear. That's it's so surreal for women to actually for them to show me and send me proof that they have it on their phones. Yeah, I love it. I I'm sorry. I was. No, it's okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So for the month of March, I am doing a Women's History Month contest. Okay. And that contest, I am looking for the re-woman. Okay. And the re-woman, I had a definition. I'm sorry, I didn't have it written down. Um, I can find it to tell you what the re-woman encompasses. They can go to your Instagram page or your website and find out. Absolutely, they can. (laughs) (laughs) They can go to my website. Uh, not my website, my Instagram and look for the original post and read what the re-woman is and they can nominate themselves or their sister. And their sister can be their biological sister or a sister friend or co-worker. And that uh, contest is open for men. If you want to nominate your wife, you know, why not? Yeah. Intend it. <laughs> um, and so I, I typically do something every March. Okay. Um, so I wanted to do something a little bit differently. This one, this was my first contest mm-hmm. ever. I was very okay. excited about it. Yeah. Um, just to, to have women, because we women get very uncomfortable when it comes to self, mm-hmm. right? Because we put everything and everybody else first. Right. So I wanted them, that's why I said you can self-nominate and that's not a bad thing. You can nominate yourself. That's not a selfish thing. Like I also teach self-care doing my nine to five, pardon me. I'm um, also a certified doula case manager, but I deal with parenting and pregnant women who are in recovery from opioids. Mm -hmm. 
Mm, and that's a okay. totally different thing where they don't even know what self-identification is. Yeah. So when you have that, just being a woman in general, we have so many other titles that we always come last. And yeah. if you put yourself first, you carry a lot of guilt. Yes. Why, Why are we guilty when it comes to ourselves? Who told us? Who taught us that? <laughs> who told you? That you have know. to be blessed. Who said that? And the most vivid example I can tell women is when you are on an airplane and they're given instructions on what to do when the plane goes down, mm -hmm. the oxygen mask drops yeah. from the airplane. What do they tell you to do? Put yours on first. Yep. Put yours on first. Yep. Because if you don't put any oxygen on yourself, you are going to pass out. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you can't help nobody else. No one. Not at all. And you know, my, my therapist says that that is perpetuated by the strong Black woman narrative. And so we feel like we're not supposed to ask for help. We're not supposed to do anything for ourselves because we are strong and we don't need all the extras. Miss Aisha. Miss Aisha. <laughs> I took down my strong black women flag years ago. I hear that. It was killing. It gave me back problems. I believe it. Gave it. Me back pro I said, I was just talking. I forget who it was, whether it was my daughter or someone else. And I said, when you hear strong, mm -hmm. what do you think of? They was like, you know, strong, like they can do it all and they don't need help. Yep. I said, that, that ain't it. it. That ain't, that is not me. I need all the help. <laughs> I need all the help I can get. Yeah. So, like I said, I come from a family of very, very strong, independent women, mm -hmm. very strong, independent women, right? There are literally no men in my family. Mm. My grandmother had three daughters. Okay. They all had one daughter. Wow. And then I had a daughter. One daughter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no men. So we really, I really grew up doing it for myself mm -hmm. because I had to. Yeah. But when we get around, we ha have a very big family. My grandmother has 13 brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. So there's men, but in my immediate family, there isn't. But so when we get to a family reunion or something like that, you should see the women walking around doing the. <laughs> and the men, because they're so spoiled. Yes. They're standing around doing nothing. Mm -hmm. Talking. Here come, here come the generational breaker. I'll be like this. Hey, come here for a minute. Get this table. There, what? You you just want to stand there and wait for him to pick the table up? <laughs> yep. Well, we could have did it by now. That's the problem. You keep doing it by now. And they're right. not doing anything. I said, I, I'm, I'm getting older in age. I don't want any more children. But damn, I don't want my uterus to fall down either. <laughs> right. What are they doing? I'm yeah. not doing it. No, why can't they do it? Mm -hmm. That's the you you are we are so accustomed, we do it without thinking. Yeah. 
Not me. I, when I tell you I snatched that flag down. <laughs> yeah. Listen to me. I got a trunk full of water in my car right now. Every time my man come, I'll be like, could you get some water out the car? <laughs> I will be thirsty. I'm not bringing it in the house. <laughs> we have a law trying to pass in the state of New Jersey. They want us to pump our own gas. Where yeah. do I find? I don't want that. Where's the petition for that not to happen? <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm in Texas and we do it. I have to do it when I go to Maryland, mm-hmm. but that's on visitation. Yeah. <laughs> I don't no. That's not a daily occurrence. No, ma'am. There's just some things I don't want. If I don't have to do it, I need help. Yeah. I need and help looks different for each and every woman. Right. Mm-hmm. Some women don't mind. They go get that case of water. And when I was single, guess what? I had to bring the case of water up. Right. Yeah. And now that I got a man, I ain't touching it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing yeah. it. So help looks, you know, it looks different mm-hmm. for everyone. And you have to define what help is. So that strong black woman narrative is it's literally killing us. Yep. So true. Because we have, or we can't over independent ourselves to being angry. Yeah. Because now we're trying to figure out why the hell they won't help. Well, you didn't allow them to. Yeah. And don't ask. And do not ask. So I say all that to say self is not toxic. Yeah. Self is not toxic. You can nominate yourself for this contest or your sister, right? Mm -hmm. And how you nominate is you go to the post, you tag yourself and you get people to come and like your tag. Okay. Whoever has the most tags at the end of the month is the winner. Got it. And if you win, you win. And you're here in central Northern New Jersey. Mm -hmm. You get to win a manicure from my manicurist. Okay. I always partner with another, um, female black owned entrepreneur Got for the it, moment. Okay. However, if you are the winner and you're not here, I will simply mail you a gift card and you can go get your nails done from your manicurist. Not a problem. Okay. But you will also win a 20 minute free consultation with me and we can discuss um, how the re can benefit you in that right. consultation. So that's uh, the contest. And I'm also hosting a virtual event on the 28th, which I do every March. Mm-hmm. It's a virtual event, um, guidance through the RE. Uh, you will learn tools on how to maintain your peace while okay. going through the RE. So it'll be a Zoom. It's, you will register on my website. The cost is $10. And uh, two days before the event happens, I will send you out your Zoom information and I will see you on Sunday, the 28th of the month at two o'clock. Okay. So you just said that you will win a consultation in the contest. Do you do that normally? Like, is that offered that someone can do a consultation? Um, Yes. So I do offer one-to-one coaching sessions. You can email me. And send okay. me your contact information and then I'll have a conversation and you'll let me know, you know, what it is that you're looking for, how you believe I can benefit you. And then we'll go from there. Right now I have about four young ladies that I work with on a weekly basis. 
Okay. And determining um, what you want or what you feel as though you need from me will determine. It's like an a la carte type price list. Now, I always have to say, I am not a therapist. Okay. You're not going to come to me and we are not going to, and I'm not going to say, well, how does that make you feel? Yeah. I'm I'm just going to get you to think about some things differently. Yeah. Give you some tools on, you know, how to, to focus, focus on strategies of life. I also do vision boards. I actually have my annual vision board meeting this Sunday coming up. That's a very private event though. So yeah, I do a lot. Sounds like a yeah. lot. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> That's okay. That I didn't even okay. realize how much I do. <laughs> yeah. Now, when you're doing the consultation, are, do you focus on the book or is it more of a personal type? So it's a personal, initially, it's a, it's a personal, just a simple conversation. And in that conversation, it will let me know what you need. Some people don't want to, let's just say, purchase the book, Mm -hmm. but I always find a way to throw my book in there anyway. And in our session, I can ask you a question from the book and you don't even know that it's from the book because you never asked the book. (laughs) Right. Right. So it's, it's a simple conversation initially, and I can determine from that conversation, what it is that you, or what it is that I feel as though I can offer you. And it can be, you know, I've had some people six months. Mm -hmm. I've had some people a couple years. Okay. Um, and they leave and they come back and they're like, you know what, Miss Dira, I had no idea what you were saying to me when we first started, but now I get it. Yeah. And I get it. Yeah. Take some time. I'm a seed planner. I may yeah. not see the flower blossom, but exactly. Definitely want to plant the seed. Now, do you have plans to write another book? Yes. So I do have a second book coming out. The second book should be out. I like to say late spring, early summer. So I'm okay. saying June-ish. Um, I am honestly more excited about the second book than I am the first book. Okay. The first book was very therapeutic for me. Mm-hmm. I wrote it and I, I basically wrote down what I did and the questions yeah. that I used. Um, the second book is actually a book of activities. Okay. Things, they're not just questions. They're things you have to do. Got it. Okay. Um, so it's a continuum. So I'm hoping and praying that the people that get the second book don't just jump to the second book and then do the first book. Yeah. I know that's going to be the case in some instances. I just don't want it to be all the cases. Now my in-house PR, (laughs) she goes, oh, so I didn't do the first book, mommy, but I had her run through the second book instead, but I'm going to do the the second book. (laughs) The first book is very mental, meaning like you really have to sit and and be with yourself. With yourself. You definitely yeah. have to be with yourself. It's, yeah. Can I be honest? Oh, yes. I haven't had a conversation with someone about the book yet because everyone says, well, I can't get past the first question. Mm. So I haven't done it. 
And I'm like, I'm looking for honest feedback here. <laughs> like y'all just got me out here waiting for reviews of the book. The book has been out a year. Yeah. We're like, oh, I skipped first. I, I didn't open it. Once I read the first question, I didn't do it. I was like, mm. I said, well, how about you skip the first question and go to the third question? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know I can do that. Not in sequential order. It's just questions in the book that you right. should answer. So it's like for yourself, if you want to go to the back of the book and work your way forward, you can do that. Yeah. There's no expiration date on the book. It's just how you choose. Some people can answer question 15 and from question 15, they can go back and answer question one. Yeah. Question one is very hard. It is hard. <laughs> That's why I said I put it down and was like, I'm going to come back to this. <laughs> I need this when I'm like fully focused and yeah. But it's it's not an answer that's going to come right away. I'm going to be honest. It's not an answer. So if you keep saying, I'll come back, I'll come back, I'll come back, it's going to be five years. Yeah. And you're going to be like, oh, I think I should pull that book out now. (laughs) No, I really am going to do it. Um, When I initially like went to go through it, um, I had just put my daughter down and I was like doing some other oh, things yeah. and I looked at it. So I was like, oh, this is one of those books. Like <laughs> I got to like burn some sage and like burn yeah. a candle and then get into the book. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. You, you have to or get you some Palo Santo or something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and get your mind right. Yes. But, you know, most people find that question. So I used to do seminars and that was my very first question in a seminar. And we couldn't go, go to any other parts of the seminar because that question can jump to so many other things. Yeah, You'd be amazed. Well, probably not. You probably know how many people cannot answer that question. Oh, I believe it. I wanted to do an episode about something similar. And um, everybody that I asked was like, nah, I'm not talking about that. And I was like, why? Like, what is the big deal? Eh, not talking about that. I well, said, bring me back and let's talk about it. I said, that's interesting because I want to do the episode because people don't talk about it. Like, that's the whole point. That's I want to know great. why people are so afraid to talk about it. Because they don't know. Yeah. They can't so, answer the question. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that episode did not happen. <laughs> Because it would have just been me. (laughs) Well, now you have another participant. Okay. (laughs) I am volunteering to come back for the episode. That sounds good to me because, um, yeah. And maybe we can, you know, go live on Instagram and kind of talk about it too. Um, I would love to do that. But yeah. Because I definitely think that... um, if I was not in therapy, it would deter me from continuing with the book. Really? I think it would because, like I said, you have to get into you. Yes, ma'am. And not everybody is ready for that. Yes, ma'am. So yes, I ma'am. think that that is why. Like, if you're not ready to really be with yourself and your thoughts, you're not yes. going to do it. Like, I'm going to do it. Yes. Ma'am. But I think that when... People are not ready to really dive into their own lives and their thoughts and their emotions and their feelings and what they think. They're not going to do it. 
You're right. You're absolutely so, right. And a lot of people, it's, you know, fear is, oh my God. Yeah, fear that's what it is. is. It's like a chokehold. Mm-hmm. It's like a, oh my God. Fear is, is the stagnated bl- house arrest anklet. Like you, you only go but so far yeah. and then you'll come back. And I tell my daughter, who also is currently trying to run away from some things. Mm-hmm. And I said, I just, for me, I don't understand why people run from the journey. Yeah. Because it is the journey that makes you. Mm-hmm. It is not the beginning or the end. Nope. It is the journey. I was always a person that would go through it. Right. Like they people would ask me with everything that your ex-husband put you through, would you? I said, I would love again. Yeah. All of it. Everything. All the heartache, the crying, all the happy, the sad, all of it. Everything. I enjoy all emotions. I am literally an emotional ball of everything. I I said I because we shy away from all emotions, mm-hmm. thinking that there's bad emotions and they're not. Emotions are good. You need emotions to keep yeah. you. Anger is good. Resentment is good. Frustration is good. Disappointment is good. Because what did you learn from that emotion? Right. When is to not get stuck in the emotion, yes. but you want to learn a lesson from every single emotion. Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah, shy I think- when people do shy away from feeling, that's when trauma starts too. Right. Because right. you're not dealing with it. So it's mm-hmm. just sitting in the back of your mind, causing all this anguish because you're not letting it out. And yes, ma'am. And heart palpitations and high blood mm-hmm. pressure and and all type of dis-ease in the body. And yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely the another part of my many many, many things that I do, right? <laughs> <laughs> so now that I am a certified wound care practitioner, a part of my steaming sessions are going to go with healing because we as women, we carry a, we carry our trauma in our wounds. Yeah. I heard that. We don't carry it anywhere else. Yeah. We, believe we carry it in our mind and our heart and mm-hmm. no, we carry it in our wounds. That's a lot of unresolved negative energy just sitting in your womb. Yeah. So I, as a womb care practitioner, am going to balance your pH and help you release all that trauma on that pot. So I don't do healing parties. Like, don't come with your girlfriend because you cry. Yeah, this is private. This is a very private, intimate session that we as women have to let go. All of the sexual partners that you have, we we have to realize and understand that we are the receivers, mm-hmm. we're the carriers. So you're carrying every partner that you've ever let into your body. You're carrying a piece of him. Yeah. Or her. One of my friends told me the exact same thing. And um, she said that uh, the same thing happens when you have a baby by someone. Yeah. That their DNA lives in your body because you created this kid. And so you have their DNA in your body. 
And, and you know, I mean, obviously, I don't think that anybody sees it that way, but I'm like, oh my God, yes. Like they don't. So unless you detoxify your wound, yeah, and let that thing go. Mm-hmm. So just imagine all your sexual partners or sexual trauma, yeah. all the you know, molestation and ra- all of that that you're carrying in your womb. And it literally can cause a imbalance in your womb, which then leads to um, vaginosis, mm-hmm. uh, vaginal odor, vagicitis, uh, endometriosis, fiber. All of those things are literally connected because they're hormonal. Right. Yeah. They're all connected. And we don't see that as women. We don't, we, you know, we live in. You, nobody can tell me what to do with my body. Yeah. I, I, you know, sexual freedom and liberations and, and all of that is great. And that's, yeah. you know, empowering. And I understand, but you have to understand also what you're doing. As you let someone enter you, you are yeah. accepting whatever state that that person is in, mm-hmm. that it's energy. Right. So if you have an angry sex and he's angry or he really don't want to do it or, you know, whatever, you're mad and frustrated. All of that is centered in your womb. And as women, that is the center of our creative space. Yeah. And it's blocked now. Because you have not detoxified and got rid of all of that energy. So, yeah. Would you. So. Cause I know women who do the yoni stems, steams, mm-hmm. um, yoni steams, mm-hmm. and just various other things where they may go to, like a spa. That's usually Asian women that offer those types of services. I know in Texas that's big um, at the Asian spas. Do you recommend that you just go anywhere to do it, or it should really be? a purposeful thing because is it even going to work if you're just sitting there without the real intent of it? Because I've never done it before. Okay. So I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to ever knock another woman's hustle. That's number one. I'm not going to, that's not, that's not going to be me. Yeah. There's enough, enough in the world for us to get what, whatever it is we need to get. So you have to understand what your purpose is behind it. And once you understand your purpose behind it, then you'll seek out that type of practitioner. Right. Okay. So let's be honest. If you're sitting on um, steaming herbs Mm -hmm. and you're open, right? Yeah. And you're drinking alcohol. Mm, okay. That's counterproductive. Yes. That I'm I'm and listen, even though that's not what I do, if that's what that sister chooses to do, that's on that sister. Right. That, you know, but then you have to understand. That's why I say you gotta think. I'm I do transitional thinking, right? Mm-hmm. Transformative thinking. Change your perspective. How is that productive if you're drinking a glass of champagne? And you're supposed to be healing your vagina. Right. Yeah. How does that work? Doesn't work. It it does. It's counterproductive. Right. Mm -hmm. So as a practitioner who is also associated with healing, Mm -hmm. 
I'm not going, you're not going to come to me and be like, I just want my vagina to taste like pineapples. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's not. (laughs) It's not going to taste like pineapples. Let me tell you it's not going to taste like pineapples because when you get off my pot and you go eat McDonald's and you drink Mm. a fifth of Hennessy and smoke hookah. Hey, you know, that is the truth right there. (laughs) So what is it going to taste like? Because you didn't kill them. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to taste like pineapples. You just drink a fifth of Hennessy. Yeah. and, And you ate McDonald's. Right. You, you don't drink any water. Mm. You drink no water. Yeah. You eat no vegetables. Everything is fried. But you want your vagina to taste like fruit. (laughs) You don't even eat fruit. Yeah. And pineapple Ciroc does not count. (laughs) Because it ain't even real pineapples that they eat. Exactly. So, so, like I said, I'm not going to knock another sister's hustle if because that's the fad and I get it. Yeah, You understand? People yeah. are making a lot of money off of that fad. Uh-huh. Hey, go ahead and make your money, sis. Do your thing. But when you come to me, yeah, hear what I tell you. You are about to tap into some unresolved energy that you didn't think you were going to tap into yeah now when you get off my pot can we talk about the infertility can we talk about balancing your hormones can we talk about menopause and perimenopausal things and alleviating your cramps and absolutely yeah all of that is going to help you all of it but don't come to me like i want to take mm-mm. yeah I'm not that practitioner. Yeah. Now, is it a one-time thing or should this be something that you do like on a schedule? So it all depends on if you just want to come because I've never experienced it before. You can get a one-time steam. Sure. Some, I have to be honest with you. Some women don't like it. I don't see the point of it. No problem. You're not my client. You tried it out and you didn't like it. You don't see the benefits. No problem. But if you want to come after your first time and you see a significant difference, so we would have to take a full intake, right? You have to tell me about your lifestyle. Like in a day, Miss Aisha, what do you do? And you will begin to tell me your day. And mm-hmm. in that day, what do you eat? You tell me mm-hmm. what you eat. Okay. So why do you want to steam? And then you will say, well, I heard. And then that's where it would go from God, there. Okay. And I say, you know, there, it has been proven. Remember, it's not recognized by like the state boards right. or anything like that. But it has been proven that a continuous regimen in steaming alleviates and helps with menstrual cramps. It can regulate your period. Yeah. Something simple. It can minimize the symptoms that you have from menopause. It can bring back the vaginal, it can reverse the vaginal dryness. Mm. But there are so many other things you have to do. It's not just steaming. Got it. Okay. You got to drink water. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm not vegan. I do a lot of vegan options, right? 
I'm pescatarian. I don't eat meat, but I still eat seafood because I just, yeah. I grew up on crabs and I don't want to let it go. Girl, right. I, I know that <laughs> it's hard. Okay? You talk about a chokehold. Crabs got me. <laughs> I love crabs. But so I will offer an alternative. Like I tell people, I pride myself on meeting you where you are. Yeah. Right. I don't drink soda. I don't drink juice. I know some people that say, well, I ain't giving up my soda. Okay. Then don't drink Pepsi, drink ginger ale. Mm. So that's where I, I offer an alternative and just, you'll be amazed at the, just the slight change in things. Yeah. From that. Dramatic change, your pH balance, you know, your sweats, your moisture. It also brings a sense of confidence and lightness. It can help with depression. It, it has so many benefits, but you have to do it in, a, in, in accordance with everything else. Right. right? I know you're not going to give up fried chicken. It took me years to give up fried chicken, <laughs> but how about you don't have fried chicken and fried fish in the same day? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, don't get the platter. You know what I'm saying? Don't get fish and shrimp and fries. Yeah. Get a salad. So that's where I come from. So you can begin to see the difference. And after yeah. maybe your third time, you like, yo, Miss Dara. And I'll be like, told you. Yeah. And then you'll, you'll want to come more often and take a package or something like that and be like, I'm going to see you twice a month. Okay. Now, okay. do you recommend um, getting the Deems done by someone who's certified? Because honestly, I don't know that some of these people are certified. Ah! <laughs> I'm serious. Well, I'll I'll be very honest, right? So anybody, I don't want to say anybody like that, but anybody can be a doula. Okay. The certification came once the insurances were saying we might want to pay. Got it. You understand? So you can steam yonis, mm-hmm. vaginas. Certification came now because do you feel more comfortable when I say I'm certified? Certified, yeah. That just means that in all in actuality, I set my behind down under the instruction of somebody else. And I learned about the woman reproductive system. I learned about the herbs that I use. I learned okay. about what herbs to mix what you should use on a client and you shouldn't use on a client. You understand? But yeah. if you go to somebody, you can go to your girlfriend and she say, yeah, girl, I got this off Amazon and we're going <laughs> to put, put some herbs in here and you're going to sit on it and we're going to steam. <laughs> right? Yeah. That don't, she, she didn't really put in in the hours that I put in, but right. anybody can steam. She may not know what specific herb to use for what specific thing you're presenting, mm-hmm. but anybody can see. Got it. That's all. Okay. I'll be looking. I'm for not going to the gate. Uh, no, <laughs> no, no, not at all. And I'll be looking for a certification because uh, <laughs> you're not about to have me sitting on oregano oh! and rosemary or something random. <laughs> When you should have been sitting on like black coerce, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right now, ro- uh, lavender and rosemary are all beneficial herbs, but you got to mix it with something else. Like you're not just gonna mm-hmm. sit down on some rosemary, 
But you know, most of them just get some herbs from somewhere. It's already and mix them together. Yeah. And you just put it in a pot and you sit on it. Yeah. And we just, you know, that's fine. But you have to look at what the herbs is in the package and what are they doing? Is it benefiting what you might think you want? want it. Yeah. Saying, I mean, anybody can steam. You, they sell herbs and steams all over Instagram. I know. I've seen them. <laughs> <laughs> I That's have seen there, them. You know. Mine is just in conjunction with, I just go a little deeper. That's yeah. all. Make your money. Which I think that, um, you know, to make things purposeful, right? you have to know why you're doing it. You know, you right. do it because you saw somebody do it on a show or whatever. Um, well, that's the generation in which we are in. I know, but I got questions. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get some details about this first. Right. So my clientele will be women such as yourself. Okay. Right. You, you understand? Yeah. Like my energy is going to attract a woman that's looking for that. It's not yeah. going to attract the 22 year old woman that said my man on his way over. I need to get my stuff. Yeah. Got I'm it. not going to attract her. She's not even going to want to come to me because she's not going to be ready to sit on my pot. Yeah, which makes so sense. She, so she's going to go to the lady that's going to tell her her stuff going to taste like pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. People are so interesting. <laughs> Everything is intent and purpose. Her purpose was not my purpose. We didn't meet. Right. So I just right. have a final question for you before we wrap up. Um, yes, is your book self-published or do you go through a publisher? Self-published. Okay. So how does that work um, when you self-publish? Like, are you, do you pay to like have it sent somewhere? Um, is that what self-published mean? Because I hear people say that, but I never know what that meant. All right. So I'm going to say in all transparency, I'm self-published, but I'm not self-published. Let me explain. Okay. Like I said, it took me some time to say I was an author. Mm-hmm. Right? I was like, I don't, I'm not an author because I I associated author with writing like books like Zane or mm-hmm. Sister Soldier. And I'm like, I'm not yeah. telling a story. I'm not an author. Like, what do you mean? And I was like, besides, this is just a journal. Like, I don't understand. This is not like a read, right? Yeah. So what happened was God knew, right? Most high, he he knows me. Like when they say he know, he know you. Yeah. And he know I don't, I don't like to do a lot of things. I love to do this. Right. Like I can meet and talk to you and we can talk for hours or I can get with the woman and we can talk or I can get in front of a group of women and I can speak and I can. I want to do that. Yeah. So I used to say and manifest, God, send me somebody that's because I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to do it. I I, want to get before the people and speak Mm -hmm. and sign my check. That's all I want to do. I want to do anything else. Yeah. I went to college with a girl who self-published a college textbook. Okay. So when it was time for me to publish and edit my book, I said, Hey, how you doing? (laughs) What are you doing? Yeah. Would you mind looking this over for me? And she said, because I asked the divine, she said, absolutely. Yeah. So all I did was 
email it to her. When I tell you she took care of me and did everything else. Wow. Everything else. She said, send me your bank where you want your money to go. Really? Send me your um, social security number and your EIN number for your business. Mm. And before I knew it, I was getting royalty checks. Look at that. I didn't align it. I She did everything. Yeah. So when I say self-publish, yeah, self-publish because I'm not under a publishing company. company yeah. Okay. But I didn't self-publish it. My editor published it for me. So yeah. I, I don't know. That's horrible to say. No, but that hey. as a transparent people be like, yeah, when you self-publish, well, tell me how do I be like. You that's when you give them her number and email and say you can contact her. You're like, girl, and I don't know. I have no clue. Because see, I now I know you. someone who did um two of my friends, three of my friends wrote books, and they did it through Amazon. Yes, she did it through Amazon. I'm on Amazon. Okay, Amazon publishing or whatever. Right. And you mm-hmm. just um, you know, when somebody orders a book, Amazon publishes it and then sends it. They print it and send it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause, um, but, but um, there's a process where your friends, they have to upload the pages and align them and they got to decide how they want it to look. And di- I didn't do any of that. Oh, see. Yeah. Right. See, I, <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole nother thing that you exactly like, the tedious part that this, who wants and to do I, that and i knew i didn't i don't want to do not it not your thing I yeah i allow she loves it so i allow people to live in their creativity yeah because that would be me i'll be sitting there like i don't know is it straight See, I, moving the thing then i'll be like i'll finish this later but, right and then i wouldn't do it never would god knew <laughs> So, and have people asking, I thought you said you finished that book. I'd be like, I did. I did. I finished writing it. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to go on my Amazon account, you can fix the rest for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm a yeah. self publisher, but I don't know the self publishing process. And I'm going to continue to speak that, continue to send me someone <laughs> to do it for me because I don't even want to learn it. I, yeah. I want to be in control of my money. Yeah. That's why I wear green. All right I now. Control of my money. I hear that. All that other stuff. Mm-mm. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, so your next book is going to be out in June. Yes, ma'am. I'm pushing for June as long as because she has it. As long as I don't have to do too many edits and and things of that nature so it should be out um maybe middle june and i'm i'm really really speaking into existence that i do a book tour okay want to do a book tour this year yeah um so that's that's on the table as well i'm willing to come just about anywhere well listen i listen to a lot of podcasts and i don't remember whose show it was but this woman did a book tour at all black owned bookstores. Me too. Yep. I have a list from New York to Virginia. This is just confirmation for me that I'm supposed to do this book tour. Yeah. So thank you so much for that. I'm very excited. You're welcome. I would really love to do it in person, but I'll start out virtual. Yeah. 
Well, okay. this was such a great conversation. Um, I'm glad that we touched on all the different facets of you because there's a lot that is so interesting, um, but it's very informative. So I feel like even though you have so many different things that you're doing, they all tie into each other, Yeah. Um, which, which really works. So I'm Thank excited you. to dive into this book. I am going to do it. Start in the back. Start in the back. Well, I've been thinking about that first question, though. So I have to. I feel like that's the hump. Like you're going up. Okay. So I feel like looking at the rest of them, that was the one that was going to take me the longest. So. Right. I'm going to start with that one. um, And then, you know, talk about it with my therapist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Tell your therapist to call me. So um, I'll be done by June. Yes. So then I can get into part two. Part two. Have you back on the podcast to talk about the second book. Yes. And hopefully talk about your book tour. Talk about my book tour. Yes. Yes. So reach out. Also, definitely to, uh, I am here. If you need me, if okay. you need some assistance with the, I tell people all the time. Reach out to me if you like, dear, I don't really understand this question. I need some help. Can you yeah. walk me through? Reach out to me. I am okay. here. Email me. We can Instagram, video chat, whatever it is you need. I am here for all your re-needs. That okay? sounds good to me. Okay. Sounds good. That out there. You are not alone while you're doing your re. I am here. That works. Okay. And if you guys have not already... Go get the book. It's all about the re. You can get it on Dira's website or Amazon. I will link to her Instagram and her website um, and all the different ways that you can get in contact with her. And Dira, thank you so much for taking the time tonight to have this discussion. I cannot wait um, just to see where your journey is going to go from here. I appreciate you so, so very much. It was a complete honor to be here. I always don't take it lightly when anyone asks me because time is precious. Oh, I just want to say really quickly, truly, truly, truly is an honor because you had my girl up here who I follow shopping Target while black. Oh, yes, Marissa. Yes. So I was like, oh, my God, I get to be on the same podcast as her. So thank you so much for that because I love her. Me too. I know. She's amazing. And I can't wait to see where her journey takes her either because she's got some big things coming up. Really? I can't wait to see. I love sometimes I can't. If she posts something, I I got to post. I was in Target today looking for some stuff that she done posted. I got yeah. a whole past of y'all. I can't. Because if she posted, I'm going to get it. I My know. Like, dear, just because it's black owned don't mean you got to buy it. I'd be like. I say, yes, I do. Who said that? Yes, yes I, do. I do. Exactly. So I very felt nice. very honored to be on the same podcast as her <laughs> right after. Thank you very much yes. for that. Well, thank you again for sitting with me tonight. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. And that's a wrap on another amazing episode. I know you were just as inspired as I was after hearing today's guest. And to let us know how we're doing, leave us a review, like, and subscribe to the podcast. 
You can also follow us on all social media platforms from Facebook to YouTube at The Color of Influence and on Instagram, the underscore color underscore of underscore influence. And our website is still the same, theblackgirlblogger.com, where you can check out all of our episodes as well. And don't forget to share the podcast with someone you know and have them share it with someone that they know. Thank you all for listening. Until next time, peace out.